Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. And I'm excited to welcome the host of the show, Dr. Mark Hayden. Uh, Dr. Mark, how are you? And thanks for a uh, happy new year. Hey, it's great. It's great to be here with you. Absolutely. You know, Dr. Mark, I am just uh, just blown away by the uh this is the feedback of the COVID-19 vaccine show, how people really uh, are glad the information you're able to bring. And especially when we're seeing different things on the vaccine. Now the vaccine layout has uh, come out, uh, you know, more and more people are getting vaccinated, not just the elderly and frontline workers, but somehow other people are getting in front of the line, I'd say, uh, Dr. Mark. But what have you been hearing about, uh, particularly enough, just the vaccine in itself, meaning the side effects? Well, you really, the more series of shots you get, the more sensitive you get to that virus. And so with every repeat dose, you will become more and more reactive or sensitive to it. And some of those reactions are going to be severe in young people. So the sooner they move to the second round of shots on Moderna or Pfizer, you'll hear stories on Facebook of some people having the body aches, the chills, the muscle aches, the the fevers, the local tenderness. And fortunately, those people only get the second round of shots, one shot, then followed by a second shot. But if they were to get a third or fourth, they would even get more sensitive to it. Now, um, you know, so so that's so one. Now we're hearing this out. There's a little spin going on here in, in the media. And that is they suddenly talk about maybe delaying the second shot. Well, one of the reasons they want to delay is they don't want news of people having severe reactions to the second shot. Exactly. I mean, that's it. But that's okay too. I, I mean, uh, and probably, I'll be honest with you, it may be that one shot in, in older people is probably uh, all that, all, you know, it might do as, good, as much good for them at reducing symptoms as two shots. They, they really didn't separate the studies out. They didn't study that. And, and you know, I did have my, uh, but at any rate, you, you, you asked the next question. Okay. So based on the reaction of the virus, that the, the vaccine, that's understandable. And if they only lay out one, then there's going to be less reaction. But what about the effectiveness of just one dose? You know, when the FDA approved Pfizer and Moderna, they only said that it may be effective seven days after the second shot. That was in their official read. I mean, that was in the official FDA uh, emergency use authorization. But it's it's really, you know, I don't want to call all these people guinea pigs. Uh, the FDA's idea was that something was better than nothing and that um and I sure wouldn't want young people to be guinea pigs because they have a long life expectancy. OK, so but I don't disagree with older people that are like 70, 80 years old. If they don't have any other options, if, if that's if that's what they want to do, I think it's fine. But but, uh, you know, it was never proposed as a solution to stop transmission anyway. they never said the FDA never said that it stops transmissibility. It was really designed for high. It was its best application was in high risk groups for them to take two shots and seven days after that they could uh, 
they might have a reduced symptoms or and it was never re really proven reduced mortality but at least they might have shorter symptoms or less symptoms. So why bring, why don't, Dr. Mark, why don't they bring that out? They say it's an effective vo uh, vaccine, but yet they're not telling people really they're not protected. Okay. Until, yeah. You know, look, if I put, if I, if I'm going to charge you $2,000 to put shingles on your house and your house has a 2000 square foot of shingles and I go and put 50 feet of shingles on your roof, Guess what? I've covered a small 5% area of your roof. I can say my shingles are effective at keeping rain out of your house. They are, but they only cover a small part of it. These things were about the testing was done by Pfizer and Moderna. It wasn't done independently in, by the FDA. The testing is for Moderna and Pfizer are for-profit companies. And look, we have stockholders that need that money. I mean, those stockholders, those board members, they help, you know, those go to pension funds, et cetera. This is about, it's about, it's about business. And at the time, the FDA rationalized something's better than nothing. Okay. I mean, that's, that was the idea and the logic behind that. Well, understandable uh, for sure. Uh, so let's kind of, let's, let's, let's uh, delve, delve into specifically enough uh, the, the vaccine and the fact is, should people get the vaccine? What's your recommendation? Not recommendation, but what's your thought process? Well, people say they don't want to get it. Let me tell you what I can't, first of all, I can't give them medical advice, but I can tell you what I do for my own family. My father-in-law was He's an old man. My parents are actually passed on, which is sad. My mom died at 11. My dad died just a few years ago. And if my parents were alive, I would I would I would be testing them very regularly and get them to do auto inoculation because I would not be busted by the board for recommending that to them. Now, I have children. I have three children, one daughter and two two sons. My daughter's uh, because she's young. She hadn't had children yet. And my son has not had children and they, I hope they live long, productive lives. I don't want them getting any vaccine. That's the latest on the market. They need to leave the, 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 the uh, testing up to uh, other people. Let's just put it that way. When it comes to my family, my young people in my family, my children, safety first. And they're in a group that are not at high risk for death anyway. And my son is exposed constantly to COVID because he's collecting swabs and he's never gotten COVID. And he just wears, often wears a shield. I mean, yes. Uh, so my son is, 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 is basically immune. And actually my son has, has done inoculation or little inoculation himself. So, you know, for himself, because he knows how it works. And so, uh, but I have a son too, that's 15. I'm not going to take him down. Now, if it becomes mandatory and they threaten to, to shoot my son or, or, or throw my son or me in jail, I'll probably sign and let him get the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. But but my son is not, his risk of death is like one in 10,000. So no, I don't want something that is not thoroughly tested for, for him. Now, I had a friend of mine who was a physician and he called me and he asked me about his daughter that was about 34. And he said, what should I get for her? And here's what I told him. I said, you're an old friend of mine. You're a buddy. He's about 80 years old. 80, I think he's 84 now. But um, I said, you know, if you want to get Moderna or Pfizer, there's, there's no harm in it. 
for old people. I do not believe that old people that are 80 years old are going to be harmed much at all, at all, by uh, Moderna or Pfizer. They are not going to get a bunch of harm. They might, and I might get some help from it. It's not as good as actually the, the naturally acquired intestinal immunity, but they'll get, might get some. Uh, but should he get his daughter who hasn't had children to, who has a long life expectancy to, to have any, she is in a low risk group. Her rate of death is one in 10,000, even if she was to get it. Hey, should she be a guinea pig? She has to weigh risk and benefits. And, and that, you know, that's a risk benefit analysis. And that needs to be done by a physician. They didn't involve physicians. R look at these mass vaccine programs. They were all about getting, forcing everybody to comply. One solution, any solution offered to a free, free person who thinks for themselves, needs an expert to weigh the benefits and the risk and explain those in detail to the person making the decision. Right. You know, you, Neil, you're about, I'm guessing, you know, don't have to tell me your exact age, 45, 45 something. 48, 48, 48. Well, I missed you by three years. But, and, and, you know, hey, you look younger, young for your age. So that's good. But you need to, that is a personal choice for you to get vaccinated or not. You should be able to turn to a physician and that physician should basically be well-educated on that, that virus. And he should be allowed to get his own data from whatever sources he sees fit. And he should be protected from his recommendations to you. He should have immunity and he should be able to talk to you in plain terms and say, you know, Neil, your rate of death is probably less than one in a thousand. You've had all your children, Neil. I'm guessing you had. I, I, you're married. I assume you're yes, married. Yes, you're yes. Like, we have right? we, we prior done. Yes. Having right. Children, yes. So, you know, uh, they will have AstraZeneca will be approved in this country and the uh, uh, adenoviruses will be approved. If you want an IM vaccine, you can always get that uh, later when when some of the others are out. OK, so for your you're kind of in a gray area. You, 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 I mean, there's a lot of things you need to consider, but ultimately that's your choice. Do you find me? And I don't think it should be taken away from you, but you should be counseled in that choice by your local physician. And what they have done in this entire process is they've taken local physicians out of counseling, out of medical recommendation. They just want you to depend on media. And the media has its own slant because they run on, hey, have you noticed all the pharmaceutical ads on media? Yes, they are not unbiased. And the pharmaceutical companies have immunity, meaning that even if they knowingly did you harm or were negligent, they will not be held liable. I don't get that as a doctor. You know, I made all kinds of decisions for 20 or 30 years. I could face a jury. They will never face a jury. They're protected. They're the special folks. They're above it all. And why? I mean, it, it just, it, um, I mean, it, uh, you, people are smart. They, they, they can figure it out. That's good. So let's go to the, the the point of the matter. We talked really talking about the vaccine. Uh, do you believe it should be mandatory uh, for the vaccine? Or do you think that the vaccine is going to become mandatory to do certain things and go certain places and things like that? 
here's what you have to be a realist. Okay. We, if they can make it mandatory in the same week for everybody on planet earth to get a vaccine and guarantee you base and bet their life that it will stamp out that epidemic by vaccinating everybody, all 7 billion people around the world, then, then do it. But they're not going to do that. Even if you vaccinated everyone in America, 300 million people, that's 6.7 billion people that ain't vaccinated, that the strain will become even more spreadable. And sooner or later, that's the more spreadable strain is going to come through here. Well, but to, by the time the more spreadable strain comes through here, you'll at least have partial immunity, probably because the antibodies to the initial strain will at least partially defend you to the new strain. So I think this is this pandemic, coronavirus, 99% accurate. It will still be here in very large numbers. It will be here to stay, which is what some of the top virologists say as well. It's not going to be stamped out. It's going to be here. It's going to mutate into other forms. And here's what they don't promise you. They don't show what the effect is going to be on on the new strain. They don't show what the long-term effects are. Now, if you only got six months to live, you don't care about long-term effects. Okay. So, and there's a lot of people in nursing homes. Should it be mandatory for people in nursing homes? Yes. And I think that people in nursing homes have nothing to, well, I, I, that's not, that, that sounds bad politically. Um, I was going to say they value their life. They're living important days, but their, their risk, their benefit to the risk is way in favor of mandatorily vaccinating every nursing home patient in the United States with that vaccine. And people that are, are with whatever's available and people that are in extremely high risk, are they something is better than nothing? So if they didn't have any other solutions to them, they weren't looking at auto inoculation or people breathing virus on their food or anything else, then should somebody who has a very high risk of death greater than, let's say, 1, 1.5%, 1, should they take it? Yes. But if they're taking that virus to transmission, they're themselves because that's not – transmission will still occur and it will still be widespread. All right. So I'm glad what we covered in this uh, podcast is really want to stick to COVID-19 vaccines. Right. So I think what we need to look at specifically enough, maybe other countries, what are they doing – with a vaccine, what other countries? So maybe Mark, we can introduce that next week on the show to really look at the people that are that have had effective uh, treatment of COVID nineteen. Are they using a vaccine? Are they considering a vaccine? All important things because what I'm hearing is people hear the word the COVID nineteen vaccine show. It's all about vaccines, but and uh, you, but you can catch up with a lot of other stuff you do by following your social media, going to different places. Uh, you did a really interesting talk today uh, regarding rapid testing, but Dr. Mark Hayden official, look at Dr. Mark Hayden. It's all over the place and uh, uh, people need to catch up all the different episodes of the COVID-19 vaccine show because you've been spot on so far and we'll see what happens. But your hope 
is an oral vaccine, especially ones for countries that are very poor that cannot afford a vaccine. There's an easy way to do it, right, Mark? There, there actually is. You know, um, there's a company, Vaxart, that actually makes a pill based on adenovirus that's going to be swallowable. And it's going to be useful for both the flu as well as uh, SARS-CoV-2. The FDA has sort of dragged feet on that. And I'm not, I'm not I, you know, FDA certainly is not a fan of me, nor is the CDC a big fan of me. But let me tell you, I actually invested in Vaxart. Uh, I believe that they do have best pharma solution. They are small pharma. They're not big pharma. But they actually having an oral agent that's easy to swallow, that 90 percent. Actually, what I said before, if you had a pill, a Vaxart pill for seven billion people and you got them to everybody on the same day and it was specific for that particular virus, we could probably have a much better chance of eliminating. Does that make sense? We could all swallow a pill that day. Makes sense. And that and that's and that is doable. This idea of of taking frozen Pfizer and frozen Moderna to the Sahara Desert that ain't fly. Okay, I, you know, you're not going to save the world or stop the transmission of. But it wasn't. It shouldn't have been. It was never designed. Well, I don't know how it was spun, but it, it's Pfizer will and Moderna will will not stop the worldwide spread of the virus and, and some of the countries are using that and we can go into that on our next show but all right well but yes. looking forward to it thanks again but two websites to go to yes go and, and understanding helps people understanding helps eliminate fear and you know i want to also put in here that i try to count my days and make my days count the reason you're alive is because god has a purpose for you and every day is a gift. So if you have time, please go to my websites, www.digestive, D-I-G-E-S-T-I-V-E, COVID, C-O-V-I-D, dot com. The other one is www.antivirus, air, A-N-T-I-V-I-R-U-S, air, dot com. The other place that you can, and you can see me, actually swallowing live virus is virus air a-n-t-i-v-i-r-u-s air at on youtube so so click on some of my videos you can actually see me swallowing live virus and and you know we have every day's a gift and our understanding can help stamp out fear and we need to we need to consider this this does involve people from all countries and and it really involves very much testing and we need to have simple easy solutions for for the poor not just not just for wealthy countries but things and we have to look at the bigger picture i appreciate the chance to speak to you today neil i appreciate the interest of your of your community and and, and I, we can together we can work for a better world and that's not just for coronavirus, but that's on so many issues. Thank you, Neil. All right. Thank you for All right. Thanks. Thanks again, Dr. Mark. Take care. And we'll, that was, again, the COVID-19 vaccine show.